and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies, brought to you by thelastmovie.com. For all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film, we have got a British contingent this evening because the American filthy Yanks are not here. Hello, Black Impha. <laughs> How you doing? Hello. I'm all right, mate. You? You can't call yourself that. As long as you, I, I'm, 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 I am gutted because I thought you were going to blackface. So I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> no, even I've got limits. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. How, yeah, have you had a good day? Have you? I've had a lazy day, mate. I've sat there and played uh, Horizon Forbidden West all day. That is what Sundays are about. You, you shouldn't mm. be doing anything on a Sunday apart from sit down and do bugger all. So fair play to you. Like I say, we're missing the American contingent because uh, Yoda is still in therapy and um, Sean is off hunting orcs or deers, one or the other. I forget which it is now. Um, I'm assuming orcs because he lives in the middle of America. Righto. So we are (laughs) going to talk about basically some of the news today and we're going to end with Andor. Because uh, we've got differing views on Andor, but that's that's mm. good. That's good. It's gonna it's gonna cause a nice uh, not controversy. That's not the right word, but you know, a civilized um, discussion. Well, yeah, we've already got it. We've already got a comment. Look at that, like, um, how do lads? Rainbow, bug. How do lads? He sounds an English fella. All right, mate. He's, how do? How do? Nice to see you. Nice, nice for you to join us. Any questions or any comments you got, like join in the chat, please feel free. Okie doke. Nice so, avatar first of all, as well. Speaking of Avatar, oh, nice what, a, what a seamless um, segue. Cameron could stop at Avatar 3. Now, uh, he's, did, you, did you read this article? I wrote it, my friend. Oh, good, because I, I didn't click on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be handy. So what's the news here with, with Cameron? He is simply saying, you know, there's meant to be f- four or five films yeah. in total. He's saying, I think he's starting to realise that the appetite <laughs> for Avatar 2 isn't quite what he was expecting. Um, <laughs> and he's saying that if it's not as well received as he is hoping, um, he's going to call it quits and just make it a trilogy. Um, he's not saying he's going to leave it at three, but he's thinking about maybe handing the reins over to someone else for four and five. That that totally sounds like we're going to make three, and if they make money, then we'll make some more. Yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to make it's going to make money. We we know it's going to make money. It's I think it's more to the fact where it's going to be well received. It's I'm looking forward to it, and I know it does look like a PS5 cutscene, and technology's <laughs> kind of caught up since the first one. I do think he's left it too long. But I think considering the amount of crap that we have at the cinema at the moment anyway, mate, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to see something that's going to be a little bit different, something a little bit more, um, I said in the article, ambitious, rather than just it, it, the cut and paste formula. The, I think the problem is, like you say, that what we get in the cinema at the moment is just, it's an oasis of just crap. And so every now and then, oasis of crap, a desert of crap, but every now and then you find this little oasis of something which is actually quite good. You know, and mm. it's few and far between, um, but it does happen. Um, I mean, one that was just to sort of get onto this, um, one that Sean pointed out the other day was that All Quiet on the Western Front, which I did sit down and watch. Yeah, Fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic piece of film. Um, not my cup of tea at all. 
And if it wasn't for Sean saying that, I would never have bothered. But I was absolutely hooked all the way through. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. It's on my list, mate. I just have such a list. And I'm such <laughs> a busy workload at the moment because obviously we're heading up towards Christmas and people are panicking to get stuff done. Um, yeah. But I, it's, it is on my list to watch. But it's one of those films I need to watch when the wife's not about because it'll just be like, what is all that noise and carnage and why are you watching this? <laughs> it, 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 it pulls no punches on what War One must have been like. I think Sean said okay. that 1917 was all very clean and nice, whereas this is the complete opposite. You know, it was everybody is caped in blood and mud throughout the nice. whole film, very much, you know. Um, but right, coming back to Cameron then. So, again, I, I can't get excited about this. I remember seeing the first one in the cinema and thinking, yeah, this is all right in the 3D mm -hmm. and stuff. But the second one, uh, again, I'll wait till it's on streaming before I get around to watching it. I think it's, again, it, it looks a spectacle. I think it's one of those films that you've got to take the effort to go and watch it at the cinema, mate, rather than just a stream. But, you know, that's me. I, I do agree. He's I'll just sit closer long, to the not. telly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it going to be in 3D, this um, Avatar 2? I don't know. I hope not. I hate 3D. There you go. Uh, bug, um, Brain Bug has said, nice, I might watch that tonight. Yeah, if you get a chance to see um, All Quiet on the Western Front, absolutely. It is, it's a, it's an incredible piece of work. I may actually put it in my top five of the year. Because it, oh, nice. it was an incredible piece of work. It was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it was it very good. It does look amazing. Um, so, so Avatar, yeah. yes, I think there's a lot of people in the comment section like, I'm not going to go and see it, it's going to be shit and all that. I bet you they do. I don't think they'll be able to resist. Like I say, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of the cinema anymore. I'm just not bothered with the cinema anymore. I'm quite happy to watch stuff at home. I've got my yeah. nice big TV and my nice sofa and I can pause it when I need to pee and stuff. And so, I'm, like I say, I will get around to watching it. I'm just not massively bothered is all. Like I say, after yeah. the first one, it was just kind of, it'll be interesting to see where he takes the story, but yeah. But yeah, so that's that's Cameron might be giving up on that. So in our next news, you'll like this one. Go on in. We've had the trailer for John Wick 4, <clears throat> which did look pretty good. And we've also had news that Anna de Artemis, that ugly minger, <laughs> is going to be in a spin-off called Ballerina, which is a standalone yes. sort of spin-off. Um, what did you make of the John Wick 4 trailer? Same old, same old, if I'm brutally honest. I, th I thought one yeah. was an unexpected gem. I thought two was the rare occasion where a sequel is probably just as good as the first. I've watched bits of three, but I'm a bit like, there's only so many choreography, uh, choreography yeah. fights and guns and smooth moves that I'm willing to watch. I still... The bit that got me was at the end of three spoilers. If you haven't seen it, is when he falls off the I roof. Seen it, yeah. Oh, he he falls off the roof and kind of hits everything on the way down and just sort of gets up and walks off. And you're thinking, nice, pretty pretty sure that would have killed most people, but it is John. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, true. I was going to say should have been dead in the first one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it depends what they do with the story because I mean, with the story so far, they have been quite decent. I watched the first one again the other day. And, you know, it's it's just a good old-fashioned revenge story, you know, and that's kind of it. Whereas the second one, I can't even remember what happened in the story in that. Everybody turned against his him. car, isn't he? And then the third one was car? when... The first one was the dog. I can't 
remember. Oh. Wow. <laughs> How bad is that? I remember the third one is like when everybody's after him. Um, you know, because yes. it's like a massive bounty on his head and it's it's Parabellum, which is kind of like the last quarters, I think it was. It, was, it means something like that. And that was it. Whereas with four, again, it depends what they do with the story. You know, like you say, there's only kind of so much gung fu you can watch before you get a bit bored with it. Yeah, exactly. So was it well I mean you've got the ballerina there. Aren't they doing another one as well? With what's the place that the hotel that he goes to? The uh, that's a TV spin-off special. I think just called the grand because it's it's the grand right. hotel isn't it oh correct me if i'm wrong people watching um but i'm yeah and it's like set in i want to say in the 70s and there's young winston oh, in it, who's ian mcshane so i mean it's quite a prequel to sort of how this establishment became like a safe ground for assassins okay. Okay. Uh, type of thing so there's that and then the ballerina so yeah it's going to basically have and an Artemis running around kicking ass. That's not your cup of tea, is it? If she's doing it with her tits out, maybe, but well, I'm no, not... because that's offensive. We know that she doesn't like that. She doesn't like it, even though she continues to do it. Um <laughs> I don't know. Listen, again, I don't like the whole five foot five, seven stone women beating up grown men. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. If they if they can do it in a way where she's, you know, more of a silent assassin poison maybe guns and sniper from a distance then i'll accept that but the second i see a sort of judo judo throwing some six foot yeah, four yeah. beathead i'm not i'm out so hopefully the, they'll the, do it properly the story is for the ballerina i actually thought that anna de Marmis was in one of the previous john wick movies but she wasn't so this is no. a, this is it's set in the same universe and it's a young female assassin seeks revenge against the people who killed her family so it's the same okay. story, apart from obviously a dog, but it's just going to be. It's it. I because I, I wrote the article and I said it sounds suspiciously like a female John Wick. Yeah, kind of. Which again well, is kind of the Hollywood thing to do at the moment: completely swap out people for, you know, swap out male. Well, fingers men crossed, mate. She's going to be doing lots of uh, taking men back to the uh, the bedroom of that hotel, getting some suzzies on, and. Uh... That's how I want to die. Softly in their sleep. So I'll yeah, that's that. what I want to die. A sexual exhaustion. Yeah, that'd be nice. Especially <laughs> by the armas. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, as, as you can see, if you go to the website, that's movieoutpost.com, for all of your movie news reviews and everything cool about film, um, <laughs> you can see the trailer on there. And also this article about the ballerina as well, because it looks like, I think, Keanu Reeves is in talks about joining the cast, either as a main role or as you know, uh, just like a cameo of kind of, okay. um, you know, a bloke who needs his sandwiches made. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> he's been in a film with uh, the Armas already, hasn't he? Is it, wasn't it The Knock? Yes. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. knock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, yeah, was was rather good as I remember. She was rather good in it, um, as I remember. Yep. <laughs> okay next one next piece of news we are going to keep it short today guys we're not going to be talking for too long because the other guys are here so but um next one is the whale trailer now that we're, we're kind of mixed about this i know you're mixed about it you go first basically what is the whale about some fat geezer who left his wife and child because he liked to be a man bum the man died of monkeypox or AIDS. He went into a fit of depression, decided to eat himself to the point where he's a great big fat mess. And now he wants to make things better with his daughter again. 
And personally, I couldn't give a fuck about it. I know you don't. Hang on, we're just going to go quickly back to John Wick here. Brainbug has said, the second John Wick is the best. Um, I do like Donnie Yen because, of course, Donnie Yen is in the fourth one. Um, okay. Though um, it cracks me <clears> up <throat> when it sees him every... What's that? Every, every person is an assassin. Oh, I see. Out of the arse is, is lovely. Knock, knock is a good one. Yeah, it is. Can't deny that at all. Uh, not mm. at all. Um, but no, with the whale, I'm I'm really interested. A, because it's A24, uh, which mm-hmm. 99 times out of 100 do a good job. If you look at the website and look at my review of Bodies, 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 that was a utter oh, pig swill of a movie. Um, yeah. Uh, it's also a return of Brendan Frazier. Because, yep. I mean, Brendan Fraser, when The Mummy came out in, what, 99? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, oh no, was it, was it that late? Hang on, coming back to John Wick again. Worst trailer I've seen. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's I it's mean, a bit cut and paste, Robert Peach, isn't it? I agree, yeah. mate. It's a bit... Like, is, I, I, is depends what they're going to do with the story. Well, I was going to say, it depends what they're doing with the story. Because if they can't give away too much in the story, then it is just going to be, you know, a load of gung fu. Um, I don't think it's the worst of one I've ever seen. I've seen I've seen worse, but um, right. Coming back to the whale, or are you talking about the whale? You might be talking about the whale trailer. I apologise, Robert. Uh, if you oh yeah, <laughs> Gosh, because <it> that <laughs> that's two different things. Because I mean, it's like a raising film. As a trailer, uh, yeah, no, that wasn't particularly very good. It was just a teaser, and it was just basically Brendan Fraser being emotional with an emotional background and long shots looking out windows. So yeah. the whale trailer, yeah, it's not that good. But I am looking forward, like I say, Brendan Fraser in 99 could do no wrong. You know, he was doing like George of the Jungle and The Mummy and all that. You know, he was just there having fun and everybody loved him. And then obviously he had this awful sexual experience with some big bloke in Hollywood who got away with it, Scott Frey, but kind of ruined his career. But now to see him coming back and making good, it's a good thing. Listen, it is a good thing because he's he seems like a decent all round top guy, but I'm not interested in this film at all. I think any man that leaves his wife and kid for another man, fucking mentally deficient. So I've got no interest in it. I don't care if if, if Fraser's performance is the best thing since Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I'm not interested in it at all, and yeah, I don't yeah, particularly that... like fat people anyway. My... See, my sister's. I thought the movie was about my sister because she's a big fat lardo. Um, (laughs) The whale looks okay. Mostly want to see it for Brandon. Yeah, again, I think um, from what I've heard, his performances and where they've been showing the movie and he's been there, he's been getting standing ovations because of his performance. Mm. Yeah, but is that for his performance? Is that just people, you know, virtue signaling because no one stood up for him when he obviously got touched up? No, see, I like to look on the more positive side and just say it's because of him. Um, Robert said there, the whale trailer, it was bad. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. Sorry, like I say, that was not <laughs> the John Wick trailer. No, the Peach trailer. Yeah, the, um, Robert Peach said the, the the whale trailer is, yeah, it, it it didn't really give much away. I'm I'm definitely going to give it a go. It? Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a go because it's because it's, 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 it's A24. It depends how much they focus on the gayness i mean that it, it might just be a passing comment is might all it be and it might actually just be about him and his daughter and you know and, and like i say it kind of depends on how the virtual signaling is done because i think just in this day and age 
you've got to kind of put that stuff in there to get it out. I mean, it's hardly going to be brain. <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about your sex life. <laughs> well, yeah. This is this is our therapy for the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the whale's out. So uh, now well, he's Aronofsky as well, isn't he? He's got a good he's got a good uh, history of films. Track record, yeah. So yeah, again, like I say, right. I'm quite looking forward to that. Uh, the whale, I think it's going to be interesting. Now here's another but sad bit of news. Proper sad this time. Yeah, this is genuinely sad. Yeah, goodbye to Batman. Um, what was his name again? Kevin Conroy. Thank you. I'm 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 going to say this up front. I've never really heard of him until now because I've never watched any of the Batman animations. I've never seen any oh my of them. God, they're amazing. They are so Everybody good. Keeps saying that. I'm going to have to now put them on the list. It, did he do them for the movies or the TV series or both? He was basically the voice for the animated series. Um, that he was just so good at it that he he just become the voice of Batman. Pretty much anything animated. Obviously, with the DC animated films, they had other people come in and take the role. But he was pretty much the man. You know, Mask of Phantasm and all the Arkham Asylum games. He was Batman. Okay, um, okay. he was awesome, mate. He was absolutely he, he absolutely nailed it. Brilliant. Um, it, what did he die of? Apparently it was a short battle with cancer. That's rough, isn't it? I mean, cancer is just, it's just the worst. Cause I mean, he was it only 66 worst, and that's, that's just yeah. no age at all, isn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. Terrible thing. But, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that was a bit of a, bit of a kick in the nuts the other night. So, um, yeah, but mate, you, you've got to check out the animated series because it is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic stuff. From what I've heard, it's kind of a lot of people have said the same thing that with the animated stuff, it is a hell of a lot better than what the DVD, DC movies have been for the last while. Let's not get on to Man of Steel or Justice League. <laughs> but I mean, I've not been a massive fan of the DC movies, and so it's kind of put me just off what put me off watching the animated series. But maybe I need to give them a try then. Yeah, I think they come out in the mid 90s. Um, okay, but it, it's more the style of it, the storytelling as well. Yeah, it, it, honestly, mate, they're really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Fair play. Um, but yeah, it was a sad loss. Uh, I know a lot of people were fans. I know, I know you're not a fan of Mark Hamill, but I mean, Mark Hamill as the Joker is obviously played off quite a lot against Kevin Conroy, you know, yes. in, the, in the animated series and stuff, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, they both worked really well together. So, yeah, it's a big, it's a big loss, mate. You know, like I said, sixty-six short battle with cancer, animated series, awesome. Yeah, yeah, the Arkham games was free. I, I had played the Arkham games. The only thing I didn't like about them was is the combat. I could not get the combat down at all, and so I, I had played through them like on easy, but I just. I, I, but again, they were a good series. You know, it's, it mm. was a good series and and, and well right. done in the way that they were done um, and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's a um, it's a shame, like I say, to to see him to see him go. Uh, anybody who works and stuff like that. Okay, so <laughs> Black Panther <laughs> and honest opinions. Now, I have seen two types of people talking about this movie. And there is no in between. I have not seen anybody say, "It's right." <laughs> you know, um, it's either the greatest movie since Endgame, 
in fact, it makes Endgame look like a pile of crap, or it's the worst thing they've ever seen ever. Yeah. Um, I you you haven't seen it yet. I've got no intention of so again, like you with Avatar two. I might watch it when I, when it streams, but I'm not. I'm clearly not a big Marvel fan anyway. Um, I think Marvel the Marvel movies are pretty much hit and miss. I think they're massively overrated. Phase four has just been an absolute joke. It's been abysmal. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in Black Panther because somebody did say just to interrupt. Somebody did say somebody did say that Black Panther is the best of Phase four, and you're going. It's not saying a lot. It's not, yeah, not really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's not a difficult thing. It's as I said to you earlier, Phil. You know, before we started, you know, people have already gone in making their minds up about this film. They've already gone in and said this is going to be amazing. It's going to be, ama-. you know, you're getting people saying, "Oh, I didn't stop crying throughout." You know, it was amazing. It's an emotional roller coaster. Someone even compared it to The Godfather. I mean, fucking get some perspective. <laughs> All right, get some perspective in life. Immediately, I'm as soon as somebody says that this is the best film ever made, I immediately go, "No, it isn't," because it's just it's not. You know, you can't you can't watch a film once and say it's the best film ever made because it's just that's just ridiculous. Let's have a look at some of the comments which have been collected over Twitter. These are hit and miss, I will say, and the wonders of modern technology. Oh, look at this Gola! Look at this! This is well professional. Um, I can tell you that I did see it somehow. Wakanda Forever is a movie with a few shiny speckles of good drowned in nearly three hours of swamp, boring and awful. It's an insult to Bozeman's Black Panther. So not a mm-hmm. fan. Not a fan. <laughs> that one that's No. <laughs> um, go on, you read that one, though. Okay. Uh, Wakanda Forever has to be one of the best movies I've seen in years. <laughs> <laughs> the power of black girl magic is so ignored and discredited. We should run this world if we put our mind to it. Angela Bassett is still so undefeated at what she do. At what she do. This a truly must. This a truly a must see. Okay, first thing, black girl magic. You want to rule the world, but you can't even tweet properly. <laughs> Get out. It, it made me laugh that the fact her avatar is a black woman. And this is obviously that kind of movie which is aimed at black women who have been oppressed for the last 400 years in yeah. awful slavery and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. I have heard, and I'm going to say spoilers because uh, none of us care, um, that, <laughs> that um, apparently Angela Bassett dies in it because of her own sort of stupidity. And oh, really? So, yeah, Angela Bassett still so undefeated at what she do. Um, just at gonna go, what oh, she do. Oh, hang on. I was going to say we've got comments here, but they're all they're all stupid comments. Uh, let's get rid no, of it's them. Robert Peach there. Look, he's got one. No, 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 no. Not you, Robert. It's somebody posting porn links. Let me just check the links a second, and then I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hand lotion, hand lotion. <laughs> There we go. Look. So, yeah, Brainberg says, Marvel films associate you now the Godfather series. Yeah, you can't, there's no way you could compare these two movies together in any no. way, shape, or form. Um, in any no, way, shape, or form. And then Robert has said, uh, I admit Black Panther 1 looked nice, but it wasn't good. I have zero interest mm-hmm. in scene 2. The first one, it was all right. You know, it, was, it wasn't anything. It was... No, it was all right. But, I mean, again, I'm, I've not had any inclination to go and see this. I'm going to wait till this comes out on streaming because I'm just I'm just not that bothered. Um, 
and like I said, the first one was okay, but the second one, it's just now that now that Bozeman has died and, pa- and unfortunately passed away, that just really takes the edge off quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So let's go back to these comments here. Here we go. I want to refund Marvel, Marvel Studios, Black Panther, AMC Theatres. This movie was so mid, straight trash. Black Panther were gone forever. He's he's got a black guy in his avatar. <laughs> so this is this. Oh, that's it good, is a black guy. Yeah, it's a black guy who's seen this movie and absolutely hates it. Um, good. <laughs> there you go, mate. Go on. Uh, just watch Wakanda forever, and after that, go and start watching DC now. <laughs> yeah, get on board. Get on board. Yeah, man. Exactly. Next ten years. Of, next ten years of DC are going to be. I think they're going to be pretty special. Got to be honest. Nobody has done better than Marvel for making people watch DC films. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phase Four. Here we go. Look, Wakanda Forever may be the best MCU movie since Endgame, and it's one of the best solo superhero movies of all time. Again, I, I, there's not a word of that I believe because it's just no. it's not the best movie in the MCU. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go in with an open mind. But there is no way I'm going into this thinking this is going to be the best movie in the MCU um, and, and the best superhero movie of all time. Again, you know, there's just there's there's no way that's true. Any of that's true. No, no. total bullshit. Um, uh, what kind of forever was a really good watch. My only wish is that they would cast more Africans who actually speak the language it would be more authentic rather than have Americans butchering it. This is, man, <laughs> this is this is golden. So this is the problem with the left and these virtual signalers. They're not content now that this is a movie which is probably 99.9% black people, black cast, black uh, directors and cinematographers yeah. and everything. Not content with that. They now want... Africans to do it because black Americans or black just not good Americans enough. or whatever the fuck they yeah. call each other are not quite good enough. So this is like 10 out of 10 for virtue signaling in Boliano. <laughs> fantastic stuff. Again, it's just obviously it's Twitter. You're never going to please all of the people all of the time because that's just one of those things that never happens. But again, it's kind of they're doing the best that they can with the situation, but they're not putting the best people forward for it. Like you say, and um, Ryan, is it Cougar? Cooper? Cougar. Um, directed. And, you know, I'm sure he's a fully accomplished director. But again, if it's just going to be there for virtual signaling and then putting across a message, what's the point? It's not, it's mm. not going to be any, it's not going to be entertainment. No. As no. the MC, as the MCU gets darker and starts to focus on topics like colonization and bigotry, I think they may oh. just have to give us the X-Men reboot we deserve. Neymar, using the term mutant, solidified this with me. Wakanda forever. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Colonisation and bigotry and Shaney, Shanae, whatever, probably wrote that while sucking on a $10 Starbucks coffee while she's in a £2,000 <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I hate commercialism. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Because apparently, again, from what I've heard, people keep saying that the whole the Wakandans are pretty racist and xenophobic against other people, and it's like, right, so it's okay for them to do it, but not for us to do it. This is what I said about the first one, and everyone slagged me off for it because I was like, hold on, they're they're saying they're the the richest, most advanced country on the face of the planet, and yet most other African 
nations yeah. are Arsenal. dying of starvation, disease. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a really good war, point. Civil war, sexual violence, corruption. There you go. So, Biggest pile yeah. of poo ever created. There you go. Um, Greg. <laughs> I'm assuming he's never seen The Last Jedi, but yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, again, he's kind of like saying, he's, he's generalising, and I can't think... It can't be the biggest pile of poo ever made. You know, there's got to be something good about it, but I mean, obviously that's his, his comments on it. Go on. I have to be... I'll be I will say Go one on. thing, you know, looking at the trailers for Black Panther 2, it looks lovely. It hmm. looks beautiful. But you know, but you've got to have a story. I, I can make myself a... look good using Photoshop. <laughs> um, okay, go on. You read that one up for us. Uh, I went to see this film today, and wow, I was blown away. This is a fantastic film with a powerful cast, well worth watching. Also, it's great to see token white people for a change. We need <laughs> more movies like this. The world is diverse, and I'm here for it. Good for you, Peter. Hooray. Go and get your beard washed and have a trim up because you look like a fucking tramp. <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, hey, right, <laughs> Says the beardy ones. <laughs> As well um, kept like. So I take it then there are, are a minority of white people in Wakanda. There's none. <laughs> but but that's weird because that's not diversity. No, I know. It's pretty strange, isn't it? Oh, it's diversity only works difficult. one way. Yeah, that's yes. that's really weird. Um, yeah. As a cinematic event, Black Panther impacted me more than any other film. <sighs> Grief. As a film, I think Black uh, Wakanda Forever tops it. Angela Bassett was supreme. Ryan Coogler and all involved big up. So I'm assuming he's never seen any other movies as a cinematic <laughs> event. It's impacted me more than any other film. I mean, that's just... That's a crazy thing to think. This is as bad as, just to bring this up as a complete side note, I nearly got involved with an argument over somebody about Andor, which we will come to. But I, I found out... I found <laughs> out to the future. Yeah. Um, no, 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 this is on Twitter. But this this guy sort of said to me how great Andor was. When I went to his profile, he said that he had done a Bachelor's and had done it on The Last Jedi. Awesome. And you're thinking, right, so you spent thousands of pounds on your education in film studies... And the movie that you picked to do your thesis on was The Last Jedi. You know, do you know and, what and you say to people like that? Nothing, just point and laugh. You say, can I have ex extra sprinkles on my coffee, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is, is, your, is the milkshake machine working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Go back to Tom I mean, Avery, though, with his... But yeah, you know, Black Panther impacted more me more than... That's, what a ridiculous thing to say, that it's just... I've got... I've got a feeling, Phil, that Tom's wife's boyfriend gave him £30 and said, go and amuse yourself for a couple of hours. <laughs> That's why it impacted him so much, because he found out that his wife was having an affair whilst watching it. <laughs> no, he probably, he's probably part of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we're, we're coming to the end here. Just read that one for me again, minute, mate. Uh, always that... All Always, that's my rant for today. Black Panther was a powerful film. I know I won't change the picture of racists because they're setting their beliefs, but at least I can get my frustrations out in the hopes that someone will listen to me. Oh, so, so firstly, <laughs> you've got a profile picture and you're wearing a mask. <clears throat> Secondly, <laughs> you're not racist if you don't like the film. Yeah, that's, that's this is exactly the same. Again, I nearly got into an argument with somebody on Twitter about She-Hulk because I was misogynist, and it was like... No, I just didn't like it. 
It's got nothing to do with me being a misogynist. I just didn't like the series. It was just badly written. And the same with this movie. If you don't like it, you're racist. Mm, no, 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 mm. no. I just didn't like it. I just didn't think it was a particularly good piece of filmmaking. Um, Brain Bug yeah. has said about The Last Jedi. We'll come back to that, Brain Bug, um, later. Um, we, I, I, I'm trying to. There we go. Now, here oh, let's finish is the creme, the creme de la creme of reviews. Yeah, Kevin Smith. I'll do this in the way that he what that he would have said it. I, I, I just saw Black Panther. Jesus, that big credit scene. It was worth the price of vision alone. Because <laughs> yeah, apparently it made him cry. So we're living in an age now where I remember when Kevin Smith was cool. Uh, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, it, you know so I, I remember when he was quite cool. But now he's a complete and utter sellout. Complete and yeah. utter. Yeah. Well, let's sum it up, shall we? He's what. 50, you're wearing a baseball cap back to front. You wear jackets and football jerseys that are like eight sizes too big for you. And you cry at everything. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah it's ridiculous. literally everything, isn't it? Um, Smith, you're ridiculous. You're, you, you've, become a, you've become a parody. In fact, here's a good, here's a good comment. Elon Musk, Elon, Musk, <laughs> Elon Musk shuts his Twitter account for not having parody written in it. Um, oh, did he cry, Tosser? Sums it up perfectly. Thank you, thank you, there, brain bug, for that. That's yep. I say that answer. So let's go on to some more positive news. I know you're already got a semi over this. It's not a semi; it's full blind. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we can't see it. But yeah, basically, Caval is is now signed to return for Superman. Is it for three movies? They're the rumours. A lot of this is rumours. Well, it says rumours. Um, yeah, apparently you sign up for Man of Steel 2, Black Adam 2, and eventually Justice League 2. So it's going to be interesting. And I was funny enough, I was reading before we started this cast that um, Stark's written an article on the website that Gunn and Zaslav, and is it Saf, Safran? I can't remember his name. Um, they're going to build a 10-year story arc for the whole of DC for the next decade. Like, Pretty much like what my Marvel MCU did. did before they'd come woke, yeah. but Yeah, I um, mean, exactly. Fiage moved in, Feige, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Yoda's not here Kev. to correct me. <laughs> Kev, yeah. Came in, but he, he made a plan which went from A to B and and, and did it brilliantly, from Iron yes. Man to Endgame. You can't deny those are a, an excellent set of movies with a brilliant yeah, start and a brilliant ending. And if... DC now do the same thing. They could really relaunch themselves and actually meet meet the heights of Marvel. <laughs> well, <laughs> Marvel yeah. Endgame, Marvel Endgame, Marvel. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, mate. I think fifty percent of the Marvel films are average and they are massively overrated. But you know, you've got to take your hat off and appreciate what they did manage to accomplish from. Iron Man all the way up to Endgame because it was it was a massive achievement. Obviously, it's turned to shit now, but it was brilliant then. The other thing you've got to remember is that you know we've got this ten year arc. Cavill's apparently tied in for three films. Where do they go after that? Because my concern is Cavill's got to be nearly forty now, and he he's going to be nearly comment, 50. comment from Robert Peach. He's thirty nine apparently. Is that too old? Right. Well, this is where I think we might be heading. By the time this 10-year over, he's going to be, let's just say for sake of argument, he's going to be hitting 50. Is this going to lead to Kingdom Come, the Kingdom Come story? 
where it's Which is, all the superheroes are older. I was going to say, explain to me what the Kingdom Come series is, because I, I know nothing about the DC universe. Kingdom Come is a story by illustrated by Alex Ross, and forgive me for the lack of... Who bloody wrote it? Got the bloody thing in my front room, I have to go and find it. Um, what it is, is in the age of superheroes, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, they're obviously a lot older now, they're in their 50s and 60s, and a younger breed of superheroes have come on board. Okay. But because... There's no one mentoring them, and pretty much like civilization today, there's no repercussions for their actions. Everything's just turned to shit. You've got superheroes, pretty much like Man Steel. You've got superheroes fighting in a in a city, destroying everyone, killing people, and uh, okay. things get so bad that Superman comes out of a self-imposed exile um, and basically tries to clean it all up and teach these young superheroes how to act properly. And obviously, brings on board Wonder Woman. Um, Batman, Green Lantern, uh, to try and teach these all lessons. But it all goes to shit because Lex Luthor has been building... uh, Okay. Basically, as a Shazam, is now under Lex Luthor's control. So it just cultivates into this massive, big fight. That sounds really interesting. Mate, it's amazing. Kingdom Come is is illustrated beautifully as well. That sounds um, really interesting. So I'm wondering whether they'll take that to there. We've got a 10-year art. Will we yeah. get to a 50-year-old Superman with the grey gray wings like Paulie from Sopranos? And uh, So does Superman does age then? Because, again, this is something I just, I'm just i completely picking ignorant about. He does, but obviously not like humans age. Okay. I mean, Wonder Woman still looks like Wonder Woman because she's like 5,000 years old anyway. But Superman, yeah. you know, he's... I think in this... You know, I might... I could be wrong. He could even be 70 in this. But he looks... Obviously, fucking better than what we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you talking about? Kingdom Come is epic. <laughs> Kingdom um, Come is epic. Oh, that's something I'm going to look out for. And again, if they do that, if they build that and build a series over it with a series of individual movies, but then all tie in with each other, that could be quite mm. spectacular. Well, if they grow everyone, like Harry Potter did, if they grow the cast along with the audience over ten years. Then, like I said, Cavill and I mean Affleck, he's he's forty odd, so he'll be into his mid fifties yeah. by then anyway. Um, Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Mraz. So if they age them all at the same time, we could get the whole Kingdom Come story arc at the end, which would be brilliant. Fair play. We'll Fair see. Play. Though, living in a living a dream world. We are we are going from good news to bad news to good news, and now we're going to be moving on to bad news. Now, um, just to explain this, because I, I, I wrote the article on this on the movie website, that's moviehouse.com, where you can find all the movie news reviews and everything going about film. Um, <laughs> just to squeeze that in there. <laughs> Bit of shameless plugging. Now, with Indiana Jones 5, the rumours are that the movie was actually finished quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. They shot several endings, all of them involved... And this is going into spoiler territory, but it's also going into rumor territory. So don't take this as law. But let me just interject. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this because we're about to save you a lot of money by the looks of this. <laughs> but basically, <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy is producing. This is the same Kathleen Kennedy who ruined Star Wars. The movie, the fifth movie, involves time travel, and uh, older Indy goes back in time to where younger Indy is. Younger Indy gets killed off 
uh, which then kills off the Harrison Ford character, only to be replaced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who picks up the hat and the whip and then becomes Indiana Jones. This is just rumours at the moment, but some of the rumours seem to be getting confirmed each and every day. Mm. They have finished the movie and they have done test screenings and the highest rating that they got for the test screenings was 35% out of 100. That was the highest. But everybody else has absolutely hated it for people who have done the test screenings. I can't imagine anything worse than turning Indy into a female. No. Well, this is the thing. It's unclear how they're going to do it. Are they Because I heard... This is all from Doomcock, obviously, but I yeah. also heard that... No, 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 I've seen a couple of other people talking about it with articles. Yeah, yeah, on. of course. But it's going to be done where, obviously, if they kill young Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford Indiana Jones, it never existed. So all the stories of Indiana Jones for the last 30, 40 years would have actually featured like a Mandela effect. So it yeah. would have featured Phoebe Waller-Bridge, whatever her name is. Um, <sighs> do you know what? I mean... Someone said in the comments section, I think it might have been you actually, for you know, you, you kind of feel a little bit sorry for these people for the backlash they're going to get. I don't, you know, you shouldn't sign up for this stuff, you right. shouldn't do it. Just to just to put this correctly, Mango said there have been no test screenings. I don't Who's believe Mangold? him, Mango, James Mangold's the director, uh, the guy who directed, um, oh, uh, the Wolverine. Uh, the one we went okay. to Japan and stuff. He's a he's a great director. Oh my I god, like it just gets worse. <laughs> no, no, no. I like him. I think he's all right um, as a all director. Right. He's done some pretty good stuff. But however, he has he said that, but I just don't believe him. In the same respect, that what did we say the other day that somebody said that they weren't doing something? Um, oh, what was that in? Somebody said that they weren't doing something, and it was like it's the same as saying Andrew Garfield said that he wasn't playing Spider Man in, in Spider Man yeah. um, No Way Home, and yet there he was. <laughs> oh, that's right. Andy Circus was saying that his character from Andor isn't Snoke, and it was kind of I can hear you typing. No, I'm trying to move my microphone, it just fell off. All right. <laughs> So um, we keep going. So, so we. It's just like, well, you're not paying attention. So, what's the bloody point? No, no, no. Um, no but, I'm moving. Uh, I knocked it off my desk while you were talking. I was trying to discreetly put it on. But Mangold has said there's no test screenings. I don't believe him. I think that they have had test screenings, and I think people have hated it. And mm. he is. I, I, I get the impression that kind of any director that works with Hollywood, or particularly Disney, they are trapped in there and it, Disney hold all the power and hold all the cards and if you speak out or anything else they will just ruin your career as far as I'm concerned I know people go on about J.J. Abrams doing The Rise of Skywalker but I still think he was a victim of Kathleen Kennedy and Disney That it, it was kind of he was the scapegoat who everybody pointed out saying you ruined this film and it was like because he's often said that the last Skywalker, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, was not the movie he wanted to make, no, and it was Disney I mean, that butchered it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mind JJ. I know a lot of people hate him. I don't mind him. I enjoyed his first Star Trek film, and I yeah. didn't even mind um, the full. Is it the Force Awakens? The one he did. It, it was a fairly good introduction to the series. It basically it brought back the nostalgia that we all wanted, yeah. and he handed over the keys to that Johnson cretin who basically got the keys, 
dipped him in a pile of dog shit and gave them back to him and said, you know, go and polish good this. So good I luck with that. that. I never... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's literally that. So I'll, I won't blame JJ for the state of the rise of Skywalker because I think he was literally polishing a turd and trying to tie up the, the ridiculous... But again, reports reports say that there were a couple of major scenes he wanted to film, but Disney wouldn't let him do it. And mm-hmm. like you said, he said that the movie that came out was not the film he wanted to make. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, with Javar, Colin Trevorrow walking away and off, going off and doing Jurassic World and stuff, again, I can't imagine what it would be like working with Disney. And I think Mangold is in the same boat now. He's thinking, wow, I get to direct an Indiana Jones film. Happy days. But then when he's in there and he signed that contract, it is literally right. If you if you do anything that we don't like, we will ruin you. Because I just think it's within their power. And it's you know, got, K- Kathleen Kennedy has killed Star Wars. She's not going to think twice yeah. about you know killing off a director's career. No, it, it, it beggars belief that she's still in a job of this power as well. I mean, she's literally the Joe Biden of the movie world. It's just one fuck up after another, and everyone's like, oh, and, just, and yeah, she's got promoted and she's <clears throat> carried on keeping her job. It's unbelievable. Well, Disney are now their shares are at an all time low, aren't they? And then they're yes. talking about massive layoffs. Again, uh, coming, coming back to these rumors, according to the rumors, Indiana Jones is now kind of it's the noose around the neck of Kathleen Kennedy that mm-hmm. if it bombs, she is out. But she's still trying to stick to her guns and make it woke and make it all female and blah, 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 and everything else. It's going to be interesting. Well, it's going to, I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's not really because it's Indiana Jones. People like us grew up loving Indiana Jones. And I still, yeah. the, the original Indiana Jones is still just unbelievable trilogy because they end obviously yeah. in Petra. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not counting the fourth one. But as a trilogy, they are perfect in every respect. The, the 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 music, the direction, Indy himself, the rest of the cast, everything about those movies, you can't fault them at all. And so now having Indy being brought into the 21st century in 2022 and replaced by a woman, horrible, horrible yeah. news. And so it's and not going to be interesting. No, and do you know what? Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you know, if these rumours do turn out to be true and you are going to get huge backlash you deserve that's the thing you get because you well, saw the script I, again like i say i don't know because I, I i genuinely do feel for them because like i say you know yeah. 10 years ago if somebody had asked me to be in a star like john boyega and disney daisy ridley if they'd asked me to be in a star wars movie man i would have cut off my left bollock to get into that gig but now yeah. i think to myself oh grief no and maybe she did go in thinking she could save it and do some good I don't know. I don't know. I I try to see the good in people. <laughs> and, yeah, and surely, you know, it's a little bit different with Bioga, whatever his name is, and uh, Daisy Ridley, because they signed up for the first Star Wars. Obviously, they would have read the script to a degree. The second one obviously fucked everything up, and the third one yeah. was just trying to bend some rocks. But with this one, this isn't a continuation story. This is a whole independent story. So she must have had some say-so in it. And if she looked at that and gone, yeah, what we're going to do at the end of it is we're actually going to kill Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and you're going to take over, surely her brain would go, whoa, hold on a minute. You're telling me (laughs) that you're about to upset 40 years' worth of fan base like you did Star Wars and like you're doing with Star Trek 
and you want me to sign, you'd be like, I'm not touching that. I oh, I don't know. I just like to say, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 a horrible situation, and if it is true, it's going to be oh oh, oh well. it's just it's going to be horrible. Um, it's going to be right. it's going to be appalling. It's going to be absolutely appalling. But then let's be honest, mate. After the whole sequel trilogy with Star Wars, Kennedy she should be in this position, pulling the absolutely. strings anyway. She should have been out on her ass. Brainbug says that in the end of the Last Crusade, the perfect ending. It will never watch the Crystal Skull again. Again, it was it was the perfect ending. It was literally yeah. riding off into the sunset. It yeah. was it was everything about it was absolutely perfect. And yet, like I say, the Crystal Skull just came along and just ah, just didn't work. Didn't work at all. No, um, I just want to go back. Actually, talking about indie and the perfect ending, we didn't mention is that Spielberg's being touted to make the next Superman film. Yes, we haven't um, talked about that. Have we? I forgot to mention that. So again, I'm, you're you're I'll quite excited about that, aren't you? <laughs> I am because I love Steven Spielberg. I think he's fucking excellent. So, and if he can if he can tap into that old well and bring back some of the old Indiana Jones magic and make us root for the good guy against all the odds again as Superman and give us that nostalgic I'm, feeling of cinema, I am well on board. I am still in the opinion that Spielberg hasn't made a summer blockbuster since the original Jurassic Park. Yeah, but he's kind of moved away from that whole summer blockbuster. No, but he still he? he did like the BFG and he did um, Minority yeah, Report terrible. and a couple of others. Which yeah, but I, Minority I Report's not really a summer blockbuster. And did he do the paper as well? Was it the paper? No, he's more serious stuff. I completely get, you know, as as kind of like Shingler's List type thing because I mean he made Shingler's List the same time as as Jurassic Park and obviously they're two completely oh. different movies. But his magic, I don't think it's just there anymore. I, I really don't. And, and I so... think sorry, man, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm gone, no, I'm gone. No, I, I think it's it's the source material and the direction he's decided to take to move into the more serious films. Because Ready Player One, great fun. I loved it. Thought it was really see, good fun. I've watched it twice and it's not got the magic of like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. At all. No, it hasn't got that sort of magic, but it's still a good. It's still a good two hours of entertainment. It's still fun. It's exciting. You know, mm. some of the times you're sitting there. You know, again, you're rooting for. You're rooting for the underdog, and I know Superman's mm. not really an underdog, but I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that poor scrappy fella. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, Always if, if, hard. <laughs> if Zafslav, um, if Zafslav can sort of re-kickstart the DCU. Uh, with the first outing with Superman, and they announced that Steven Spielberg's directing it, which will be his first superhero film. Then Zaslav, I'll tell you what, mate, hats off to you, man, because that would just be such an amazing, such an amazing buzz. See, I'm looking, I'm just quickly looking through his summer blockbuster list, Spielberg. War of the Worlds was terrible. No way, it was good fun. It was not, it's not a patch yeah. on the original. Um, Avengers of Tintin again was just no, but um, animated though. Again, but you just expect more from him. Catch me if you can was kind of uh, that was all right. All right. All right. Um, uh, post yeah, I see. Like I say, I I just don't think he's got the magic. Not like with Indiana Jones and you know the original Indiana Jones. Watching that again the other day, the photography, the shots, just just it works on every say single it. level. 
So oh, it's um it's a masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> You are. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. So let's move on to our last subject of the evening, which is Andor. Now, mm. give us your impression of Andor up to episode 10 so far. First three episodes could have been cut in half and would have been more entertaining. I'm not going to deny that. But then it's just steadily grown and grown. And I've I did actually compare it into one of my previous uh, episode reviews that it's like a game of chess and you're getting all these pieces being moved into position um, before we get to the grand finale in two episodes of time. So I've enjoyed watching it. I've enjoyed watching the characters develop. I've You've been able to see uh, and or his animosity towards the Empire obviously has grown and taken that darker turn. You've got characters like Mon Mothma, who's got this absolute life of privilege and luxury, who's now risking it all um, to build the rebellion. And you're seeing that starting to take the toll on her. She's now weighing up options, particularly with the, uh, you know, the potential of a, an arranged marriage with someone who can help with the finance side of things uh, to his son. So you're seeing her weighing up sacrifices that she wouldn't have done before. Is it Stellan Sarsgaard? I can never, never yeah. say his name. It's, you saw in the last episode everything that he sacrificed to get this rebellion going, to build a, a clear, happy future for people that won't even know he's existed, if he's done his job he plays, right. He plays Luthien, Luthien Rail. That's it, that's it. Um, and then Andy Serkis, especially in the last episode, was just, just brilliant in every aspect. So... I'm loving it, mate. And I've got to be honest, I was very critical when they announced this. So I was like, I don't need to see a prequel of a prequel for a character who was boring, um, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be shit and everything else. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. It's actually really interesting. And I know, obviously, there's not many laser fights and pew-pews pew, 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 pew. I'm, I'm loving it mate i'm i'm loving it it's like a spy drama and i i am i'm surprised how much i'm enjoying it i actually look forward to watching it in the morning before I, I i don't do i'll take an hour off every thursday morning and watch it before i do any work see i'm not the complete opposite but and i think this is probably a more of an overall problem that i have with a lot of stuff at the moment that those first i'm gonna say what three episodes, four episodes? When Stone Stasgard turns up, Luthien yeah, turns up. It kind of it got more interesting. But I mean, so far we're on episode ten, so it's been on for like what half an hour each, ten five hours. There is a lot of this that could have been cut down, and so now as a character, I didn't find Cassian Andor a particularly interesting character. Anyway, he was a sidekick to um, mm -hmm. Jin Erso in in Rogue yeah. One. Um, and I mean, he was all right and everything else, but I, there was nothing, you know, if, if if he hadn't made a series about him, he would have been instantly forgettable. Yeah, and I yet in, in, in this series, I've just not, I've not clicked in, or gelled with it at all. And it is getting more interesting now. The last two couple of episodes have been pretty good. But overall, I think this is just, it's dull as dishwater in, in general. I've just, I've really not, I'll watch it because I know we're going to, we're going to talk about it or do reviews or whatever. I'll watch it. But I just kind of, I sit there and sort of get through it. I mean, this, this, 
for me, because it's taken so long to get into the meat and nitty gritty of it, it's kind of, you know, I'm just not invested in the character. Right. Okay. Well, I can understand that. Like I said, I wasn't interested in Andor at all. I thought the whole thing was a was a bit of a joke when they announced the series. But I am loving it. I've got. I just and I do. I, you you did comment at the fact that he's not sort of the star of his own show. That's fine. I think. I think. The lot, we've got two more episodes to go, and I think they're going to lead us to a point where we're going to be like, ah, so I think something's going to happen that makes him, this this animosity is built up over the last 10 episodes. I think the final two is going to build into a Bloody pure hell. hatred Sorry. that we're getting, Moke. Bloody hell. Hey, hey bitches. Look who is in the house. Hello, mate. <laughs> I thought you was on holiday. Oh, sorry. I just, um, just drove in from Florida. Also known as DeSantis Land. He's, he's basically, <laughs> I can imagine he's driven at like 200 miles an hour just to get in. Just to, just get, to in. get here, babies. <laughs> yeah, just to say, no, and or no, Phil's wrong. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what they call Disney World now, DeSantis Land. He took it over. Yeah, Was the happiest <laughs> place on earth. Now it's where Woke goes to die. Um, okay, How so are you? Now, you refreshed, yeah. recharged? I am awesome. Have you had a nice holiday? I, I I saw all the, the attractions down there. I love Trans Thunderdome, Two Men Ender, One Woman Leaves. It was great. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got it going yeah, on, baby. So what are we talking, talking good about? Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. I, I heard about... you talking about uh, Black Panther, and you guys were all wearing white hoods the whole time, which I thought was a little on the nose, but that's okay. It was a pillowcase because I'm cold. I just cut eye holes in it, that's all. Um, is that what it is? Okay. We have got a comment here again from, from Brainbook. And or I'm honestly piss bored with this. Uh, uh, right, with this. Um, it's well made, but it ain't fun. Where are the aliens? Space battles. Exactly. Where are the lightsabers? That's the thing I'm missing. I need lightsabers and guns. And that, they had guns in the last episode, but that's what I've been missing. Yoda, have you seen the latest Andor? I haven't seen the latest one. I need to catch up because I was, I just got in from driving, I don't know, 8 million miles, it feels like. But <laughs> it, uh, so, so I'm, I'm of two minds of Andor in general. If this was not a Star Wars property, I would say it's a well put together sci fi slow burn show. I, and I, kind I of like agree it. with that. I kind of agree with that, that if this one didn't have Star Wars written on it, I probably yeah. would be enjoying it more. But since you go in with the Star Wars mindset, which is fun space adventure show, and there's a there's such a tonal difference with Andor as compared to the rest of Star Wars, even things like The Mandalorian or Boba Fett or, you know, all of it that's been put out, it's still is within that Overton window of, of where you expect Star Wars to be. And Andor is definitely outside of that. When, when we're just talking tonally. Now, is that is that the worst thing in the world? I mean, you'd say, well, I want lightsabers and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah. You know, Boba Fett did all that. It sucked. Obi-Wan did all that. It's not good yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, true. it's like... they. It needs to be shaken up, in my opinion. If you want Star Wars to continue, it needs to be shaken up. And this is a a competent, well-put-together show. Its biggest problem is it doesn't feel at all like Star Wars. Now, I, I, 
it's funny you say that because I mean my my thought was I said this to somebody the other day. My thought was is that I want it, I want Disney to lose Star Wars and it just to go into the hands of somebody competent. That's kind of all I want. And if that happens, happy days. But I just don't see it at the moment. Even though the shares are falling for Disney at the moment, I still don't see it happening for many years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of... I think there is an argument to be made, like if you're going to change or if you're going to set a story in the universe that changes everything so drastically, is it that thing anymore? You, you yeah. know? It's like... If Lord of the Rings was done like a French farce, would that be Lord of the Rings anymore? Probably not. You know. Well, that we've just seen enough. what's happened with that. Mm. <laughs> no, that's just boring. Bored of the Rings. Um, I think I don't think Andor's changing Star Wars. I think he's giving us the story of why Star Wars became Star Wars. Well, I mean, I think plot-wise and canon-wise, I don't think it really breaks anything or anything like that. I'm just no. talking from a tonal and atmospheric feel. Yeah. It's like, at what point is it no longer that thing, right? Like, if Indiana Jones became a spy thriller, and I don't mean like James Bond, I mean like Tinker Taylor, you know, where there was almost no punching in it, and a lot of a lot of paperwork being shuffled back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, would that be, just because Indiana Jones is in it, it's a very different story, and maybe it's done very well. Is that still an Indiana Jones James, James Bond does paperwork, and then he shot at me, so I shot back at him. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> right? What if Fast and the Furious, they didn't actually drive any cars in it, but they still told an awesome story. Like they did it like My Dinner with Andre, you know, My Dinner with Vin Diesel or whatever it is. <laughs> it? It's like, okay, yeah, here's Toretto's telling all of his stuff that he's done and he's he's being jerky to some young guy that's coming in and the guy's trying to write it all down. But there's not one car chase in Fast and the Furious. But it's like, wow, this is a really good movie. I really enjoy this this little story. It's like, yeah, but... Is that Fast and the Furious anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. If, you, if you're if you asking me, is this a Star War? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Is I this honestly a Star cannot War? answer. Yeah, I can't answer that question. Is it a good <laughs> show, a good science fiction show, well done, well told? I am, I am interested in watching it. Yes. So do you think they've gone too far into one direction as a way? Because for me, not so much Mandalorian, because Mandalorian was brilliant, but Book of Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan had become cartoon versions of what Star Stale. Wars was. Do you think this has gone yeah. too far in the opposite direction for you? That is actually a good way of putting it, Matt. That yeah, I I would agree with that. That you've kind of you've had all the laser swords and and space battles and everything else, and now you're going to this kind of other side of the secret underworld and everything else. And yeah, for me, tonally, it's too much of a shift. You know, if you had like a Jedi in there somewhere, it might have actually just sort of oh right, okay, there's a Jedi, you know, type of thing. But they've kind of gone okay. from one one side of space to like like completely the other side. That's a fair point, fair point, uh, way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, okay, even I Empire, that. even Empire Strikes Back, as dark as it got. I mean, the original trilogy never strayed away from kind of bright, adventurous, optimistic storytelling. And you got to admit, Andor is bleak. I mean, the yeah. color grading is bleak. It is a, 
it is a dismal, depressing show. Now, I don't find that to be a bad thing in many Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, you know, a Jason Bourne series, things like that. I mean, that's not a bad thing. You could tell great stories, and I think this is telling a great story. It's just really confusing because I like, but but this is Star Wars. Is this is this is this? That's my question to the audience. Is this still a Star Wars? Even though canon-wise and all the characters, it's set in the universe and everything, is this still Star Wars or is this something else? And if you can accept it as something else, then, then fine. You get your enjoyment out of it. And if you can't accept it as something else, if you feel like it's too different, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a, 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 a wrong way of looking at it. I really don't because I could see where people would be put off by it. Fair enough. I, I, somebody had a go at me because I said it wasn't particularly well made, and it is. I didn't say that. I just said that. It, <laughs> I, I said that it's it is just boring. It's it's the problem. Like I say, we've had five hours of this series, and just like I say, it was the same with um, Obi One. There was a guy online called Kai Patterson who edited down Obi One to a two and a half hour movie, mm. which was great. Which was it really worked. If he does the same thing with Andor and just chops it down into like a two two and a half hour movie, I think it could be brilliant. Um, and he could just cut out a lot of the faff. See, I'm liking the fact that's, that we're beginning this, to find out how the why the rebellion why there was a rebellion because we've seen. Obviously, the universe with the prequels of, of how the universe was under kind of Jedi rule and everything else. And then we saw the downfall. And then, obviously, we know we see Star Wars with Luke in the first Star Wars, which some people call A New Hope. And, but and the, the rebellion is already established and the Empire are already established. But we've never really seen the story of what made people rise up against the Empire. And this is why I'm enjoying it, because you're beginning to see what turned everyday people, what turned normal people that were just living their day to go, this is enough is enough. What is making because these it, people sacrifice everything to do this? And I'm loving it. I'm coming back to that point. Brainbug said it's something on every watch. If Kai Patterson does a copy online, it's worth watching his edits because he is great. Do a search for him, uh, Kai Patterson. But um, what were you saying, Eggy? Sorry. Completely <laughs> lost my point. <laughs> What? what? I was saying, saying it's nice to see it's I, nice I to see off too, why the rebellion was right. Oh, you say you say that though, but then the presence of Darth Vader in the first Star Wars, he comes through that door with that music. He's yes. obviously evil. Why would yes. people not be fighting against this evil empire? You know, the, the, I don't need. They to are. This is what we're, see, yeah, we're seeing. We're no, seeing this now. We're seeing why, and we, I, we, it's going to lead us to why a young farm boy like Luke Skywalker wants to join the rebellion. We we only see him saying he wants to join, but we don't see why he. We see obviously Darth Vader and the Empire and everything else, but we've not seen what turns normal guys like us into fighting this regime. What is it that the Empire did? To make people go enough, enough is it's enough. It's pretty good in the last couple of episodes. Eh? Well, let, let's so take what, let's take what you're saying there, Phil. Um, the original Star Wars is a is is very archetypal. It's very mythological. It's it's not the most complex story. It's no. not simple, but it's it's a pretty straightforward story. Evil versus good, and that that was 
That was what it was. Now, would you guys agree that the complaint has been that they need to get out of the Skywalker saga? They need to do different things in Star Wars. You can't just have people smacking lightsabers on each other all the time and, and, and doing all the same stuff. Star Wars is limited by its own universe in the way the tone was set up. So the real so so now they're doing something different. I think we can all agree this is very different than anything we've mm-hmm. seen in Star Wars. Mm. The question is, can this this universe can it handle something? Can, can you can you expand it and give it texture and deepen it like that without taking away from the original movies and will people accept this this? Because if if they don't, then Star Wars can never grow outside of what it's always been. We will never get anything like the original trilogy because that is just such lightning in a bottle. Not, I know it's one of your guys' favorite yeah. phrase, but it, it's that's what it is. And to try to replicate that is just, you're, you're chasing wins. It just though, can't happen. Conversely, though, I would say to you that Mando did. I know Mando brought Luke back at the end and obviously Boba Fett as well, like previous characters. Uh, but it didn't focus on the Skywalker saga. It it, it was still Star Wars, but mm-hmm. with a new-ish character. Well, no, a brand new character. Mandalorian had never been seen before. Like I say, I know they brought him back some old favourites and stuff. But I'm, I think Mando absolutely nailed it because yeah. it was Star Wars yeah. in that universe, but it wasn't about the Skywalker saga. I'd agree, and I certainly think there's been some good stuff in... The la uh, the uh, Clone Wars and and some of the animated stuff the Filoni has done, um, Boa Fett and you know when they're when they're when they're mining from the original trilogy I think is when things start falling apart. I mean the sequel trilogy is not good obviously. I did watch the, the Obi Wan edit, and it was way better. Boba Fett was more like a spoof of Star Wars. Yeah, it, it I was. Agree with that. And even the prequels weren't good. Um, so, I mean, the only things that have been good have been things that have been almost completely divorced from the saga. Again, funnily enough, you say that one of the things that I have loved was Visions, where the, the, the Japanese studios took their own versions of Star Wars and there were some in there, which were fantastic. And they were only what, 20 minutes each. But to me, they told a story in 20 minutes, way much better than the whole of, of, of Andor has. Well, those are, those are also more like Simpsons Halloween specials. You know, they're not really. Oh yeah. 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 Unless you can cut a a star destroyer in half with a, while standing on the nose of an (laughs) X-Wing in space without a helmet, with a lightsaber that goes 70 AUs in length or something. I don't know. It's just insanity. (laughs) But uh, so so much sake that day when they were making that one. <laughs> uh, and then what happens? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, this is something that's very different. And I am, I, I, I respect people who say, but this doesn't feel like Star Wars because you're right. It doesn't. But I also feel like, but yeah, but it's good in its own right. And if, if, if we really do want more stories in the Star Wars universe, I think we have to try different things, even if, you know, I, I guess time will judge the success of this show. 
I yeah, this is true. We are talking about it with two episodes left to go, so you know, fair enough. Coming back to Matt's point earlier about the evilness of the Empire, I'm not seeing any of that in this show. At the moment, the no? Empire is a bunch of bureaucrats who are just sort of like, yeah. oh, if you've if you filled out the paperwork for this, not yet, sir, but I will see. And it's just I don't And that's see how it them. would happen though. That's exactly that's, how well, it I mean happen. we we literally living in that times now, mate. Yeah. Well, no, 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 but what I'm we saying are, is you know, they're strangling, what, again, people, they're strangling people's income and their wealth. The, the, the governments yeah. are corrupt on Carmascon. They're absolutely corrupt. The people are living, you know, like Mon Mothma and all the people surround her have been given a life of such luxury and privilege that they don't want to fight the system. They want to keep it going. But at oh, the same fair, time, fair enough. they're having to oppress everyone else. I mean, it's literally like real life. So you can understand no. why it's happening. I do, I do get what you're saying, but again, to me, the empire was always kind of Vader and the Emperor, you know, and and those 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 army drones that would just go in and and you know kill everybody and whatever, you know. But we're getting there. We we're haven't got like a Darth Vader in real life. No, no. <laughs> well, okay. I, let, let, let me see if I can if I can advocate for Phil here. Uh, I think what you're saying is, yeah, that is very much like real life. I don't watch Star Wars for real life. I watch it for escapist entertainment. This is true. Yeah, this is true. Like I say, when you watch Star Wars, like I say, there is no Darth Vader in real life. There's no there's no evil character who goes around strangling people and cutting them in half with a lightsaber and stuff. And so, yeah, you watch Star Wars for escapism. I don't want it, you know, if it's going to be kind of based in reality. That, <laughs> funny enough, the, tri- the, pr- the, the sequel trilogy was based in reality, and so we had to have Luke killed off and Ray take his place. Brilliant. I don't want to see that. You know, I don't want to see this modern take on Star Wars. I just want it to be guns and shootings. <laughs> I will say this. I don't think you're going to see any Andor T-shirts like this, you know? It's, yeah. No, I don't think you are. It's, I feel like having are. a Sophie's Choice T-shirt, you know? It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to find an Andor T-shirt and wear it next week. Yeah. <laughs> but, probably make one. What am I saying? Of course there's one. I can, I can understand what you're saying, you know, Darth Vader and yeah, but the story's been told to death and we're sick of them. Sick of it. I think this is refreshing. I like it. And, and and I think it's so divided because if you look at the comment section on the website, you've got people even like Brainbug is boring and yourself is boring. I'm not watching. But then you've got people like me and Stark who are just loving every yeah. minute. It's very, weird. very divided. Again, it's kind of when Star Wars came out, there's very few people that you say Star Wars to that sort of go, oh, I didn't really like it. You know, when Star Wars came out, it was kind of just universally mm-hmm. loved. And I think this is the problem kind of, again, with modern world, that we live in a world where, like with Black Panther, you either get people absolutely loving it or absolutely hating it, and there's just no sort of middle ground with these things anymore. It's just yeah, maybe it's just social media is... Yeah, but I think the people that are loving Black Panther, over the top loving it, are doing it for political reasons rather than entertainment reasons. In fact, if you look at the yeah. article Stark wrote today about the great debate, what was your first film that made you fall in love with Star Wars? I think there was something like 70, 80% of the comments were Star Wars. No, no, no. What movie, what's, what, what's, what movie made you fall in love with cinema? And like you say, most of them were Star Wars. Pretty much. You most said, of what, them what made you Wars. fall in love with Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, Star Wars made me fall in love with Star Wars. I watched it and I yeah, really fell in exactly. love with it. I watched, I watched Star Wars and really loved Macbeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Star, Star Wars made me fall in love with movies, and Princess Leia's mm. bikini made me fall in love with Star Wars. I love Star <laughs> yeah, Wars a yeah, long right. time. I like Star Wars. I love Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Bag, bag, bag. What are you doing in there? I'm watching Jedi. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Go away, Mum. Why is your lightsaber on again? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a great quote by. Um, Oh, in the IT crowd, uh, Richard Iowadi, and he was doing a dating video, and he sort of said he was doing it in the bathroom, and he's going, "Mom, leave me alone! You're making it go back in." And <laughs> 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 um, it's going to be interesting to see because I mean they've already planned a second series, so I think there will be yeah. an ending. But I don't think I I kind of don't think now it's going to be as big as ending as what we think because I think it's going to be left on a cliffhanger, and then they're going to go into a second series. But at some well, they point, they're going to have to stop us because it gets to Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Andor this week. Yes. Yeah, second <laughs> season, we just see a couple of dust clouds just floating there for about <laughs> yeah, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it will end on a, on a. I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping they don't fall in the trap. But I do have a fear that they're going to end it on a big cameo like they did with Mando and Luke to lead oh, you yeah, into possibly. season two. I'm hoping they don't. But what if they yeah, bring honestly, like a young emperor or something? Too. I don't think we'll see Mando. Or remember, this takes place before. The first no, no, no. Sorry, you won't see. Him. I'm saying I think it will. Yeah. It, where Mando introduced Luke at the end of season oh, two. Oh, yeah. They'll bring I'm some... hoping and or don't their last season. The, you know, the last episode of the first season ends with the introduction of you know Darth Vader turning up on wherever the fuck they are. You know that planet they're from. Yeah, I mean, That's I think I it's, mean, yeah. I, I, I think it's like, okay, if you really want to see how the Empire could have gone from the Republic to the Empire, because the Senate, we see the Senate still doing its thing. We know mm -hmm. the Senate got dissolved, like, in Star Wars, in A New Hope, yeah. uh, off screen. Um, I mean, you know, at that time, it was just a throwaway line, but it, it's obviously is... We could see them still trying to do things. We could see the encroachment of the emperor and the banality of evil and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess I'm at a point in my life. I just find this interesting. I, I don't. I, I mean, you know, you take your five year old to see Star Wars. You take your five year old to watch Andor. He'll be squirming. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But again, I think Stark said it's Star Wars for grown ups, and that's not a. That's not a diss that people that don't like it. I think it's just the fact that, you know, when yeah, we well, saw you're Star a stinky Wars, Star Wars head. <laughs> but when we saw Star Wars, we was all probably, you know, five, six, maybe ten. Now, you know, yeah. we're now some of us are pushing on fifty now. So oh, don't, maybe it's don't, time don't. maybe it is time for a change. Maybe it is a Star Wars for our generation. I don't know. I just after Obi Wan Kenobi, after Bubba Fett. You know, I just felt so demoralised watching them. They'd become a parody. Star Wars had become nothing more than just a glorified cartoon. I was sick to death of seeing the same characters or learning about backstories of characters I had no interest in knowing. Bubba Fett, again, best known as... Funny, funny enough, best Solo... Not knowing anything about him. Solo was the same thing, that we had We had Solo, yeah, who, you know, you got Han Solo, like the coolest character ever, you didn't need to see a backstory to him. 
it was just a cash grab, mm. you know, and it was, well, it wasn't I, I, like a backstory is one thing. Do I have to know the little tiny details of yeah. how he got his gun or how Chewie got his nickname? I mean, that's, or even that handle, he's ridiculous. like, Oh, yeah. Again, you know, it's just sort of like some random blow gave it to him. And again, it's just yeah. one of those things that you don't really need to see. And I think, again, one of the comments that keeps coming up on the website, the last movie, com, movie news reviews and everything all about film, <laughs> is, so I'll be getting that in. I'll be very good. Um, but one of the comments that keeps coming up is the whole thing with prequels, that we don't need to see prequels. They don't need to be done. Lord, Rings of Power is a sequel. All the mm -hmm. Star Wars stuff that they've done so far, apart from Mando, or well, no, I mean, even Mando is kind of a prequel because Luke does turn up. And again, it's just no, just find something new. But they're just too scared to sort of say, "All oh, right, here's a new property. Let's let's do something with this." Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I will, I will say for this, uh, Matt, that I, I am enjoying it as a slow burn, but that doesn't mean that I don't think it has some pacing problems. Uh, I, I think they're. I think they could cut some of this down a little bit. Uh, it's yeah. it's it, ten episodes would would have been enough. I I still don't understand. Like he does his his he does this thing with the with the the heist right, mm -hmm. and then he leaves. And he goes. And he wants to get his his mom pseudo mom figure to take her away and she didn't want to go and she wants to fight the empire okay i get all that then like in the very next scene he's at a hotel with some chick and yeah some, why why is he there what happened and then he gets and then he's just walking and then they think he's with these people which i don't know if he is or not i don't think so and then he gets picked up and he's put in jail and it was like there was no thought put into this to, we got to get him to the that's jail the okay, still, i get it that's yeah that's still the bit that gets me it's like oh you're walking down the street six years what you well, know? But what? was it? You're missing, how how, how you're long missing after the point? Was is that what it was? Six years later? Well, no, no, no. no. He's been sentenced he, to six years. He, he got oh, sentenced to six years. He, yeah, he got he was walking. He got caught walking down the street, and then was arrested, and then sentenced to six years in jail. But you see, and you I are think thinking, what's point, happened with the woman and all the money that he's got hidden in the shower? But that's where you're missing the point because he wasn't he wasn't interested in joining a rebellion. He was in it for himself. Then he suddenly got all this money. And he's willing to turn his back on his adopted mother and just go and live on some luxury planet with his money and slags and everything else. Is that what he's doing? Because I wasn't clear that's on what, that. Yeah, that's what I he's doing. Basically... Like, why is he on this planet? Because he wants to waste money? Because all we see him in is a hotel. For all I no, know, they use the money to try to find his sister. And this is a girl he thinks that can get him there. I, yeah, I, no, they don't, he's they're out. not clear on why he's on this planet. They're not clear about that at all. No, no, I'm not. I'm not convinced that he's there just well, to party. I don't believe. You're I don't, telling I don't, a backstory of somebody, like you say. You've got to kind of explain the details, which like, and not so how I'll, he got his last name. Like, why is he mm -hmm. here on this planet? Yeah. Well, he he's so, there with his money, having a having a little bit of time because he's all about selfishness. I know he's I, still I don't looking think for that, his sister. Yeah, but, I don't get then, that he's just partying though. I get that he's no, no, he's, he's not partying. He's just he's escaped. He could have escaped anywhere. But it's showing you that he's not interested in joining the rebellion. He just wants his sister. And if he's got to go and go in hiding somewhere, he's going to go and pick a nice place to do because he's got all this money to deal with. Well, if and you're going to go into hiding, then being... you'll go someplace where, where it's swarming with Imperials then. I'm sure he could have found a couple other <laughs> yeah. planets. But then I yeah. think, that again, that was this down to his naivety about the fact that he's there is no cause, there's no need for him to fight because yeah, that's it my doesn't point, affect man. him. 
I don't see, I don't, that, that is not at all clear in, in the narrative. I, I think you're inferring a lot of things there. I have yeah, no I idea he's why he's on me. that planet, why he's there. <laughs> I feel like it was just to get him to the prison so they could have that. Cause it's obviously broken up into like, th- right now we have the first story, which was him on the planet trying to escape and then getting recruited. The second one was all about the heist. And now mm-hmm. the third story is all about in prison. And then the fourth story will be after the prison. Fine. I it's, mean, I get that you're doing three three or four little mini stories here, but you you got to do the setups a little bit better. That that wasn't done very well at all, in my opinion. It's going to be interesting I'll, I'll to see how it ends. Yeah, but no offense, but you look you gloss over the the plot holes in Man of Steel, so you know. Mate, behave. <laughs> he always comes back to Man of Steel. You've yeah, got to yeah. you've got to understand. That's, you've that's got like to coming back to Hitler in an argument. You've got to you've got to realise why um, Andor has just gone from someone who's looking out for himself to suddenly being very passionate about fighting the Empire, and they're telling that story. It's like Godwin's law. We're going to go to Siegel's law. We're going to rip on Man of Steel every time you have a bad opinion. Siegel's every law, time. Maybe. Every time. I, I, oh, go on. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm nitpicking a little bit. There's, there, there's just mm-hmm. some pacing issues and there's some things where I feel like they're not as clear as they could be about why some things are happening. I thought the heist was really well done. I like that part of it. I thought the beginning part was a little, okay, I, I, I guess he's trying to sell a ship, but he's getting, he had murdered these two guys, so he's on the run, but I don't even know if he knows that he's on the run or if they're looking for him for that or if he's trying to, to get some money to get off world and then he gets approached. Then it all kind of came together fairly well for him to get off the planet and, and start doing the heist and all the stuff that happened on the planet. And then you've got this whole other guy that's like, um, he's like Gerard or, or who's the guy in uh, Les Miserables that the, the guy that keeps looking for the guy that stole the brand. Oh yeah. I know you, I know who you mean. Yeah. He's kind of got that, that, or De- Gerard in, in the fugitive, um, you know, the guy that's mm. constantly trying to find Andor. Mm-hmm. He's he's just all about it. Um, so I, I that character is interesting. Um, I, I want to see where that goes. I like the lady who is figuring out all this shit and nobody mm-hmm. will listen to her until they finally start listening to her. Um, but, I mean, it's like I think at one point, I think there was an article I read that says, you know, that you know that people are kind of rooting for her because nobody will listen to the woman. And she's like, yeah. what the actress, I thought I thought was pretty brave. She's like, no, don't root for her. She's a fascist. <laughs> what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's becoming a successful fascist. Don't root for her. I'm glad you love the character, but don't, don't root for her, <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, I oh, like oh, her. I, I love a good fascist, me. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be like, it'd be like, I found myself rooting for Hitler. The actor's like, going, no, 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 no. <laughs> that that artist, that artist from Austria is doing really well. I like really him. Really well. 
Don't you see the beautiful irony that people are rooting for her, though, even though she's a fascist, just because they've been programmed that you've got to root for the woman regardless woman. of whatever. Yeah. And they're totally and, and oblivious the to the fact that actually they're rooting for fascism. It's fucking They're rooting beautiful. for fascism, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is that it doesn't really come across as a sexist thing at all to me. It comes across like a, a younger up-and-comer who's overstepping her bounds a little bit, but then the, yeah. the, the guy that the the Gerard character he ends up in this you know this bureaucratic cubicle and he's doing the same thing, so it's like to me that's all about trying to have some semblance of original thought or ideas or initiative in this you know that's a different kind of oppression but it's an oppression nonetheless like you have to fight just to get anything done or to have you know an original thought or to be able to to take something to its logical conclusion to solve a problem without there being 8 million forms and some power-hungry bureaucrat just knocking you down so you don't take his turf. I, that kind of stuff I kind of find really intriguing. Again, I get it where you're coming from, but that's not Star Wars. That's like mm. <laughs> all the president's men or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's the bit, like a political the, bit, the, the scene where he goes to shake his seat in the, in the um, what do you call it, in the, uh, the cubicle thing, I was like, Really? Yeah, you know, just, I know. Oh, you know, he's just like, when oh, great. He's going to do some become... paperwork. Okay, everybody. <laughs> you know? It's like, when did this become Brazil? Okie doke. Right, guys, I, we're, we're going to wrap it up a little bit early. I know Yoda has only just joined us and everything else, but we're going to wrap it up a little bit early. Um, so, Yoda, do you want to close us out? No, I'm too tired. Okay. I, you go ahead, close that because I came in out of, out of the. But I'm, I'm glad I was able to step in for a second because I just yeah. So um, basically, Say you hi. can find all three of us on Twitter now. You can go to the movie outpost to find uh, all your movie news, reviews, and everything called about film. But I'm at Boba Phil. He is at Drunken Yoda One, and Matt Eggy Weggs is now on Twitter. For how long we don't know because he is trying to get himself banned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get myself back. You're just I'm being honest. Disciplined on it. <laughs> if, if he opens it up, I'm getting myself a blue check mark. If he opens it up again, I missed it. I, I should eight bucks. Eight bucks is great. Yeah. I'm eight buy, bucks. I'm, I'm going to buy it. Because yeah. because I guess what happens is that you end up like if you have a blue check mark, then there's like another tab where you can see chatter or or mentions from blue check marks, yeah. Yeah. not just the hoi what? polloi. Which is yeah. really pissing off the hoi polloi. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see it, it's only are... eight bucks. It's only uh, yeah. eight bucks. It's like, <laughs> who, are, who are all these? Like AOC is like, who are all these people in my Twitter? T-? It's like they're your constituents. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've only yes. been back for what three days? Have I been back on it after about a five-year hiatus? But it was just too much of an opportunity to watch them all have a meltdown. So I'm back on. I am trying to. I keep my my other side of myself on Getter and Gab, <laughs> but my movie stuff is on Twitter, so I should be on there for a little while at least anyway. We're also on Facebook at Last Movie Outpost and Instagram Last for Movie Outpost For some as reason. Well. The Instagram is going quite well. I'll tell you what was very funny was on the Instagram, just to, just to show you this, was I put up a picture of Anna de Armas uh, talking about the ballerina, uh, now, the previous post, uh, which had a picture of the whale, got eight likes. Anada Artemis, 43. <laughs> shallow, shallow people. <laughs> Love our stuff I, like that. 
And I gave you 41 of those likes, I think. <laughs> well, that will teach you to hold your phone whilst you were doing what you were doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kept hitting but, the mouse button. <laughs> oh, shit, that's annoying. But yeah, like I say, we're on Instagram as well. So you can find us on all kinds of social media. But in the meantime, go to thelastmovieoutpost.com for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film. Uh, we try to put up articles every single day, tidbits here and there, bits and pieces, reviews and everything. You won't be disappointed. If you like movies, you'll love the site. So in the meantime, any last Except words Except when I you, go on vacation, the entire site explodes. <laughs> Yeah, literally yeah. broke down. Literally, where you went, didn't it? Um, any last words from you, Yoda? Nope. Uh, look, I, I'm, I will try. I, I'm trying to decide whether to go see Wakanda or Avatar too. I probably should see one of them. Avatar. Just so we have something to t- talk about. But I'm oh, not looking Black forward Panther. to either one of them. I see Black Panther. I could do with a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, um, I can tell you what I have heard about Black Panther. I heard you guys talking about it. From what I understand, metaphorically, this is three hours of black people calling Hispanics wetbacks. Metaphorically <laughs> <speaking>. <laughs> Apparently, they're very racist against Mexicans. I don't know why. There you go, then. Um, any last words from you, Matt? Um, if you like Anna de Armas, I'm going to do an article tomorrow about Sydney Sweeney who constantly gets her tits out and is in sex scenes and is now apparently upset that her family She's can see in... these scenes on Twitter and Facebook. She, she constantly gets her breasts out and her sex scenes and she's annoyed at the fact that she constantly gets her breasts out and her sex scenes. Yes. So <laughs> I will be doing an article tomorrow and using it as an excuse to find lots of pictures of Sydney Sweeney with her tits out. Okay, doke. We don't know what we're talking about next week, but come back and join and us. Sydney Sweeney's tits. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the way you censor that stuff. Like little, little, little uh, usually, yeah. I, little, I usually look put little pictures of our faces over them. Yeah, I was gonna say just kind of face it. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> um, but we're, we're not sure what we'll be talking about next week. But please come back and join us. Thank you for the chats today. It's been most appreciated. And in the meantime, enjoy movies and visit the last movie Take care, everyone. <laughs>